Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. And with me, I have this scoundrel, this evil, rotten, ain't worth a shit motherfucker, Rich Lotto. What's going on, sir? I am, <laughs> still, fur- I am still furious with you for you spoiling that match for me on Stardom. Oh, uh, my yeah, God. Last night. I'm furious. <laughs> oh, my God. I was saving it for on air. I was saving it. Unbelievable. I've been talking to this man for about 15 minutes, regular conversation. You know, this is, you know, we're actually doing some type of yeah. preparation for y'all. And yeah. th- this man sneak attacks me. This is unbelievable. <laughs> so, so, uh, I mean, we're at the time of the year now, right? It's Halloween. So, are you doing anything special <laughs> for Halloween, Rich? I'm, 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 I'm going to use a segue. So, may as, yeah. well use a, yeah. may as well go along with it. You going to do something for Halloween? Yeah. So personally, I had no plans on Halloween. I did not plan on watching Crown Jewel. I was probably going to be picking up an outfit for um, my girlfriend's brother's wedding. So, oh, wow. yeah. So I that that's pretty much all I really had planned. Okay. And you know, I got to move actually this weekend. So uh, we'll see <laughs> how that all goes. But aside from that, what about you, James? Not much, man. Like, it's funny that you mentioned WWE and Crown Jewel, because I wasn't even talking about Crown Jewel, because I forgot that was on Halloween, but, like, I was meant thinking of, like, you know, if you were going to potentially go to a Halloween party, if you had a Halloween dress, like, famously, in previous years, you once dressed as Prince, and in reality, while dressing like Prince, you really look more like, <laughs> you really look more like, bl- like, uh, beige Jack, uh, Sparrow from, from like a pirate. <laughs> or you you like Bunny out the Captain Morgan bottle. So, but I was thinking like with the Halloween stuff going on, you already know it's that time of the year. It is blackface season. Yes, yes sir. 
So, uh, I'm sure some of you guys are wondering, like, what the hell does Halloween have to, in blackface season, have to do with, with this wrestling podcast? Well, blackface found WWE. So, I'm telling you, I, I tried to stay away from it, and I, and I feel like I haven't really seen much until today. I woke up this morning, and boy, boy, the blackface was staring right at me, James. Yeah, so, as I'm sure some of you know, um, the day of the first... NXT on USA show um, back in what's it September eighteenth something like that they uh, they put up they blasted out like forty generic looking uh, wrestling shirts from some of the NXTers even some that aren't haven't even been on NXT TV proper yet uh, the Largo Loopers for example so one of the shirts uh, was Jordan Miles shirt which is a black T shirt with something that resembles like the Rolling Stones red lips and then white letters. Uh, say Jordan Miles aside the lips. Uh, so if anybody knows anything about um, minstrel shows, blackface, uh, the Sambo stuff or whatever else, you look at that shirt and it was remember it's forty shirts and all of them for a lot of people you just get that lost in the shuffle. So ACH Jordan Miles he brings up that the shirt is offensive, which it is. Um, now, what is that, a month or five weeks after the fact, but it's here now, so, um, it's caused a lot of people to, to talk about this thing, and, you know, you, you see the back and forth with people that are just oblivious to that sort of thing, because it's really easy to be oblivious to offending black people in, in America, so, here we are, I, um, normally I'm the one that, uh, that gets this dumped on them for them to talk, so it's, so now the tables have turned, because I'm hosting the show, so now, <laughs> I now put this, this, this flopping, uh, floundering fish on your lap for you to go out there and handle, and I'll jump in later, so there you go, Rich. Thoughts, oh, opinions, yeah. feelings, so, words. <laughs> I woke up this morning fairly early, and I, I had one of those nights where... I got to build it up first. So I had one of those nights where I got I got to lead with love, as Joe Budden would say. So you know, <laughs> I, I was watching you know some YouTube videos very late at night. I ended up falling asleep, waking up again early. I grabbed my phone like around seven a.m. because my during the week alarm is going off. Turn it off. Log on Twitter real quick, and I see this shirt, but I'm not really sure like exactly. Like it's seven a.m., so I'm like, hold on, like you can't be fucking serious. Like when I see this, so I'm like, okay, I'll check this in a couple hours. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Like Blackface is <laughs> about to wake me up. Um, <laughs> so I'm going back to sleep. So about three hours later, I pick my phone up. It has exploded. It has rung off like the fifth alarm. Um, Jordan Miles, I, I go to his Twitter and he's. Not, like he's not playing this shit for fun. He's like tagging Vincent Mann, Triple H, and I saw this and I was like, "All right, um, he's one hundred percent right." I think that he, the way that he's going about it, there's nothing for him to lose right now. Um, WWE will be barbecued if they like retaliate against this guy for this right they haven't been using him nope in like what six weeks maybe his last match on nxt was when he you know he won the breakout tournament on the uh the dark show 
um, to take over uh, 25. So, you know, I think there was like a, a week or two after TakeOver 25. So that's like, um, it's like, uh, like April, or sorry, August, something like that. Not 25, yeah. I meant, um, uh, geez, Toronto too. So, um, that's what I really meant. So it's like August, late August, maybe is the last time he had a match on NXT television. So, yeah. So maybe there's some frustration there, but I'm sure a lot of the frustration comes from the shirt. But there's and also another weird thing when, like, you look at his, uh, you look at his, he hasn't had a match since like the week after that shirt came out on house mm-hmm. shows. So it's like, so what's going on here? Yeah, I never heard and anyone being hurt at all either. Me either. And just seeing the the reaction, of course, these things go down exactly like anything else that happens with race uh that is apparently too much for a lot of people or it's enough to have them shout down people that are affected by this and feel a certain way and i just thought it was very interesting james that you know the company that has been over the summer has been like touted as this this black company, this safe haven for African-American wrestlers and, and everything else like that while, you know, while AEW is getting banned on for not having, um, you know, a lot of black wrestlers. This is a stark reminder that there is no black company yeah. that exists out here. This is a reminder that the wrestlers that work in WWE have to deal with so much more than you probably think, especially the black ones. People have hung this Kofi Kingston push, him being the second-class world champion, over us like steak. They've they've hung it over people like it's (laughs) something that we've had to just accept and be like, man, they've hung it over us like the Obama presidency, James. I I literally, in my head, was thinking, that's why I chuckled when you were talking. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, so this is the Obama presidency? It's like what, what, what do you over, want? Like, there are no more problems. Well, at least you at, had a world champion. Well, at least they're not. At least when something happened, you don't have somebody uh, hop in whatever comment section, or whatever else, and say that I thought that Kofi was supposed to fix all your problems. At least we ain't got that. Like one of, one of my good friends in uh, elementary school. Like we have not talked since uh, a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalism piece about. Uh, School segregation in the county that we live in, Rich, uh, came out. And the person's response after I replied to them, telling them that he that whatever he he his opinion on this thing is wrong, and I didn't say it in any rude way, just factual, uh, told me that I thought Obama was supposed to fix all our problems. I have not talked to that person since 2015. So uh, I think I talked to you about it before, but so yeah, like that's. You know, then, the, like he should just be happy he got a T-shirt. Is like, wait, yeah, what? which is which is the sentiment that's come out. What in, in the aftermath of this? You should be happy he, he's got a T-shirt. I don't ha- see the problem should, with yes. this. We should be happy that he got a racist ass T-shirt. Just unbelievable, and it, it goes to my my thoughts that WWE is signing a lot of black wrestlers, not so they can push them, so nobody else can. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just like. 
they hoard talent. We know that. Um, as far as them being uh, black or whatever, I don't know. And frankly, I don't. I don't really think that has anything to do with his. Uh, with you know their their uh, plan for role domination. Because I can tell you right now, like <laughs> if he thinks he's gonna go in and build up NXT Japan and thinks that he's gonna uh, um, take over New Japan by putting his black talents in Japan, I can tell you that will not draw. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so. So regardless of how many people they ho- they hoard or whatever else, like it's just to take people off the chessboard. It's not for any you know uh, strategic move other than just to take talent they think can do something and get them off and get them and keep them away from everybody else. So, but as far as uh, like what's next after this, like I don't know, man. Like he played a he played the uh, the role. Like of, he like, went straight to like like I don't know aim exactly for the head he, when you see him go get him. Like right. So it's like I don't. He played the way he played in the way that's like look. He wants to be released, or I don't. I mean I don't know what else he could possibly want. Because because I would I would assume that there's been some type of conversation had with him by this point from somebody somebody probably, whether man they probably told him to keep it on a tuck or or we don't care about or probably did something to you know um, make it felt to him that like his feelings weren't are are not valid or whatever else and he's had probably you know for a month or so or whatever else it's probably been boiling underneath the surface and then eventually he's reached his point to where he felt the need that like this is where he has to take it so like if this is where you feel you need to take it and like then i i mean logically you just think like what's what does that mean then like clearly that i mean i don't think you do this if you want to stay right i would think that like and the thing is like comes down to what does he really have to lose he's not being pushed he's not being used right now yeah they're pushing camera grinds yeah (laughs) (laughs) like he beats him in the tournament in the final and he's the one that's on tv every week correct yeah i I imagine that that fact is not lost on um jordan miles um yeah and, and i would assume that he has enough heat to melt uh the entire full cell somewhere in in, in, in wwe and how, how does this get resolved like either a we never see him again or b he's just gonna he's gonna get hot shotted i feel like they're gonna try to make it up to him i mean maybe but I mean, either way, I'm sure this will be. I'm sure like this will all be handled because we, you know, after all, like you know, everybody that's black at WWE, like whenever they have an issue, they're supposed to report to like Mark Henry or Bigger T. So like, I'm sure they'll smooth it right over <laughs> at being the liaison between the black talent and the up and the management, as opposed to you know having some black yeah. people actually in management properly that can you know understand and relate it, can uh, tell people and actually like you know identify problem areas like. It's so funny when people talk about diversity, and they always talk about diversity as in, in a way that can either a be like, "Well, it's the right thing, so do you should do this," which is like some "we are the world" type thing. Is like you're not going to convince, you know, people to not network in the in their segregated uh, social uh, networks because it's the right thing to do. Like that's not how game theory works. So they always so the way they try to incentivize diversity is. When somebody fucks up with something that's racially insensitive, they say like, "Oh, you know, a black person here, or an Asian person there, or a uh, Latinx person there, or somebody that's trans could spot something problematic and then therefore tell you that it's problematic and not to release X, Y, and Z or whatever in some way that makes the company seem tone deaf." Well, 
Um, I like to me, I just find that just to be so like <sighs> depressing, right? Is like the only value that that the only value that white people have in uh, others is to like not get in trouble. Like that's that's, that's the way that's the way people always like frame it. So. So for me, it's just like, look, man, people are people, and like, there are differences amongst us, and you want to, rep- and I would assume, I would say that like, you should want to um, put that forward, and like, the way your fan base is diverse, like, it should be, it should almost be represented in the wrestling as well, and especially because like, there's talented trans wrestlers, talented gay wrestlers, talented lesbian wrestlers, talented black, Latino, purple, brown, whatever wrestlers. Put them on and wrestle like it's a, you're a wrestling company, right? Like so. For, so for me, when you see like the talent have this situation, and then you also see like you already know like what the makeup of some of the writer room writers rooms are, where it's like there might be one or two women in the fucking thing. It's like so there's only one or two women in the thing. Like how many how many black writers have you ever heard of in WWE? Like Dave Schilling and who else? Kaz. That's about it. You know, and he'll oh, yeah, come out yeah. here and defend what they were doing on Twitter. But my so point, but my po- wait, he did that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he defended this? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I, I, I'm not sure about this. Oh, but. okay. We just been, we just, we just been the but, but there, like, but, 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 but there are plenty of, uh, of folks out here, you know, somehow well, d- defending it. Well, my thing with the casting was like, if you had told me Cass was defending this, and we were about to have a whole other segment. So, so like, <laughs> uh, I have not checked on what Cass said yet. Okay. So, um, okay. we'll see. All um, right. Yeah, but yeah, man, this this is just a all around disappointing, um, enraging in you know certain ways. I didn't allow myself to get that angry over it because this is who these people are. This is the WWE. So I don't watch that show. So I don't support this com- company monetarily anymore. It's like they disappoint me with how they <laughs> book the talent in the fi- the fake ways they ch- they treat them. Let's not even start on the real ways that they treat them. How they're about to have to send these dudes over to Saudi Arabia and then red eye them to Buffalo, New York the yeah. next day, uh, it, which we, which has to be horrible because we couldn't possibly have an all women show. Oh no, for two hours, get forget about it. We couldn't do that. Yeah, like. Like <laughs> they got enough, like they're they're treated bad enough in storyline uh, to be surprised with how they get treated as humans. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm hoping that the whole situation ends up resolved and he gets a better shirt. I know he got another shirt made, but it's like no one's gonna buy that. Like <laughs> the, the best part about it is. They redid the shirt, and the shirt is pretty much exactly the same. Except they got rid of like the Rolling Stones lips and did a different like uh re- did a red like rectangular not rectangular like and why did a red oval and basically kept and changed the font of the white letters. It's like so you got rid of the shirt because it looked like 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 big ass minstrel lips, but you decided like we're just gonna like. Kind of, we're gonna change to where like the lips are the the lips were the problem, not just like 
go in a complete opposite direction. Like, if I, it was me, I'd be like, nah, bro, next shirt you get is going to be, like, blue. Like, we're not even, we're not even, we're just going to do anything we can to get away from what happened. they just like, yes. yeah, let's just change it, like, 30%. Like, just, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. I just don't. I, I saw the, the change shirt, and it was just, like. Generic as hell. It, it's just so bad all around i had i had something else i was thinking of but i can't remember right now but um yeah i i i hope that you know something happens to where he's able to move forward with his career he ends up not in any hot water over this and you know (laughs) poor guy like (laughs) you know (laughs) Like he brought us to our attention because he's like he's probably walk, walk around the workplace, walk around the PC. He's like, can you believe this shit? And then like you know every other uh, people have their their the things to say or whatever else. But ultimately, like his response after after he said, can you believe this shit happened? Like apparently it wasn't the right answer. So that's why he decided to bring it to us. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, man. I so I had it been me making a new Jordan Miles shirt, I would have like made some type of Michael Jordan knockoff type, Dude. something like you know you're gonna take this the complete other way. Like I I I just don't I don't get it. But yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, it's it's just hilarious. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, um, I remember what I said. So you said it was. He, he did come out and say it was, it was some type of influence from the Rolling Stones. Why on earth are they using the Rolling Stones as a template or inspiration for a 30-year-old black wrestler? Um, I don't understand this at all. Uh, okay, so the only thing I can think of is, one, they're just grabbing things that look like things, that remind you of things, put you over. But I get you're saying, like, there is no connection to that aside from like the fact that like the Rolling Stones did a lot of black music in the sixties, like so that's, that's like, so that's really that's really the only thing I, I got for you, bro. So, I said that shit. I, I I think I got like twenty likes on this shit. Like like people are like yeah, like it's I don't true. understand. Like it's true. Yeah, I, I, I'm befuddled, I, absolutely yeah. befuddled. Yeah. And if you want just like some some general stuff, uh, check my Twitter out. I, I've uh, sent stuff out. I've screen cap people looking crazy. I've you know if you want some good entertainment, check that out. But it's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, <laughs> this is a terrible segue. But yeah, speaking of something similar to uh, representation and issues that like we can move in a more positive direction and talk about game change, re- game changer wrestling in for the culture. Um, Rich, you're gonna have to fill me in on this. You told me about it. I think I saw a little bit of it. I saw a picture and just like assumed, but uh, looks like we're gonna get a, a GCW show. That's I, you know, either black ran or all black produced type of show, and it's gonna be in um, Ebor City Tampa. for WrestleMania weekend. So I'm I'm pretty sure I will be there. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So GCW, like the same company that pretty much runs all the uh, events to where the they are using blood the, the, they, yeah, the Joe Janela, the blood sport and all types of random events where they're using hip hop lingo essentially. Oh. And all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, like, didn't they do a double cups? Uh, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so didn't they also do Joey Ryan's thing last year or no? Yes. The penis party is what it was called. Yes. Okay. Just so <laughs> I've I've always kind of looked at GCW a tad sideways for all their blatant cultural appropriation for some of these show titles and things of that nature. But a step was made in the right direction today. So uh, independent wrestler name is AJ Gray, I believe. I haven't ever seen any, any of his matches, but he's pretty funny on Twitter, and I follow him. He's at Rich Homie Juice. He said um, he was approached about an idea a couple weeks ago to give us a platform. This isn't a clout chase, and this, is, this isn't this is striking while the iron is hot, and this was dead in the middle of the uh, Jordan Miles controversy. He said, it hurts that this is the time that I'm getting to drop this, but this is going to be a show for us, by us. So, fubu, James. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, GCW, uh, there's a chance that this could end up being like the black Joey Janela spring break. Um, very interested to see how this, how this goes out. I'm pretty sure he's I don't know if they're going to use all black wrestlers. I know there was a show in the UK recently that um, did that. I don't know if what that's going to be the case here, but um, I'm trying to submit some stuff or whatever. I was like, y'all need beats for the broadcast? Like, let me know. Like, if it's going to be, you know, I'd love to try to contribute any way I can here. Uh, but this is a uh, this is a big step, and I think it's going to draw very well. Uh, Twitter seems very excited about it. And it's uh it, it, it's in the event uh, the, the fallout of this thing with Jordan Miles and all that, I can tell you, you do not want to go in that that show flagging like <laughs> you do not want to go out there lacking. And yeah, so I'm interested to see what the content of the show is going to be. Are there going to be uh, things that only we understand on this show, James? Is there going to be like who's main eventing this thing? It, like, can they, you know, pull in some names from the past? Can that like how big can they make this thing? Well, <sighs> I think for me, the things that's in, that's important for this show. And who's um, gonna break out? My fault. Forgot that. Uh, okay, so the the GCWs are normally on fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the things for me is like it's got to be one show. It's got to be showcasing some of the stuff, some of the people we have not seen. Like we were talking about it earlier, um, a few weeks ago about. Um, where is this? Where are the black talent now that WWE has snatched up so much of it? Um, the stuff, the people that are more groomed. So, for me, it's like, where is the next level? Like, where are going to be? The, where, where are the people that should be on AEW's radar? House of Glory, Reality of Wrestling, and, and the like. Um, so, that's the wrestlers. The wrestlers know where the wrestlers are, right? So that's. I'm sure they're going to come up with a list of people that's. Um, and it's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a great show. Just like you always hear about all these um, GCW shows are great. People love them anyway. So I'm not concerned about that. I think that the next step after you know now that this is launched, like how uh, intersectional this thing is gonna be. Like so, like I feel like they have to call give a call to uh, Faye Jackson, right? Oh yeah, like they I, have to. I, they, I would they, definitely think she's gonna be on this show, right? Like they have to see if they can get Sunny Kiss right. Yes. Yeah, so like from there, I say like after that, like I'm my mind's pretty much open to anything else. But like, 
I don't want this to be no hotep showcase. That's that's really what I'm getting at. I just don't want this to be no damn hotep showcase. I I, I want this to be like I want to see like Sierra Hogan, Faye Jackson, and whoever else, um, Nicole Savoy that that we can find and put on this thing. Yeah, um, yeah, we was kings, you know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Every uh, yeah, every last one of us were kings. That word yes. meant nothing over there in the motherland. Nothing, bro. You just made me think. What the hell should I show up wearing to oh this damn God. show? So you, you're so you are turning us into like the <laughs> into like the opening day of a uh, Black Panther, huh? Where it's like, what you gonna wear? What you gonna wear? Boy, you uh, know, the, you know, <laughs> you know. Foolish, yeah. So foolish, uh, yeah. Whole whole foolishness, but um. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if they can um you know, if it goes like if it gets connected somehow with Wally Mania, I know those are like two kind of separate, you know, entities. Was it Wally Mania that. last year? What's up? Was there Wally Mania last year? There was. There was. It it, it went on at the same time as uh Russcon Super Show. Ooh. So that's why I haven't been able to make it the last couple of years, but I'm going to try to go this year since much of the indie talent has been snatched up. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> That might be the reason oh. why they're doing this. Like, we gotta try to figure out how to repop, how to replenish this shit. Like, let's, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, we, <laughs> like, yeah. How do, we... yeah, fuck it. Y'all get a show. Like, we don't know what to yes. do. <laughs> we we don't finally made it. You know, look, everyone we... else then got yeah. out the way. Yes. We it's finally our time. Yeah. Or is game changer like, look, after we've exhausted so many, so much of the talent, and we and there's nothing left. All right, I guess we'll do the black show now. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Little we know this shit was on the list like three years ago, but they ain't never found the right. the, the, uh, the way to do it. Right. Um, like, but let, yeah, let us find out that like Keith Lee was trying to do for the culture like before Bloodsport ever popped off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, man. Um. They um. What? Um. I keep like losing my trains of thought here. Um. I- you you've what? been moving like how much sleep you been getting, bro? Oh, I've been getting plenty. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, I was say maybe um, memory loss on that because or whatever short term memory loss on that. That's what I yeah. do. Yeah, but and when you see me out here reaching to try to figure, I, I'm so quick to forget names of shit. Like I'll yeah. I'll have and then yeah, that's because I don't get much sleep. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the show. Um. Can't wait. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna be a good show. Like I'm just I'm oh, just now I know what I was gonna say now. So I was at Joey's Janela Spring Break in 2018. Now New Orleans. Yeah, in New Orleans. Now this was like just some of the, one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. Um they were playing a lot of music that the whole crowd was singing along to. I didn't know the words to those songs, but the whole crowd did. And it was like a lot of like rock and roll from like the seventies and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. So is there going to be some type of playlist on the folder for the culture show? Like that, you know, we all kind of know the words to, you know, we'll knock if you buck get played uh, in this place, you know, we'll, we'll uh, down for my niggas get played uh, <sighs> on this thing. Um, uh, will who you wit be played um, in this thing. <laughs> See. And then, and mind you, these, I, I'm sure the folks that are attending this show, they're going to be from all over. So we don't know the regionalism that's going to go into this uh, thing here. But 
if 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 you really wanted to uh, to be, you talk about regionalism. Like it's in Tampa. If they come out here and play some fucking Ulogies, you don't want it. I'll fucking lose it. <laughs> I mean, Duval just did the remix with Tom G, but they come out here and play City Boy or whatever else. Oh so, my god! It's a look key. Like, Bro, if somebody <laughs> came out to the Hula G's, you don't want to with a nigga as their theme music. Oh my god! Like, that would I've be never, it. it. Like that that whole song is just amazing. Where you think of like think of the juxtaposition of like it's just happy, not happy, but like it's a beat that you clearly are meant to dance to. And then the hook is you don't want to with a nigga no, you don't want to with a nigga. <laughs> No, like, wait, no, what? no, 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 like a, a chant element to it, bro. That would that would get over as uh as wrestling in uh, interest music. I mean, it's all yes, but it's also dangerous. You can't you can't trust correct that one. You can't you just, correct. You just can't you fight can't. starter. Yeah. So yeah, but we had to we had to talk about something to uh, lift our spirits w- in light of uh, yeah. the uh, Jordan Miles. Uh, I, I will say this. I wish that further culture came. I wish it was like clearly this is the first uh, Tampa WrestleMania, and uh, you know the WrestleMania weekend type of fly-in type of uh, aspect is only of a you know it's not that recent where they have a bunch of indie shows all stacked up like that's a that's not something that was like you know probably something in the last ten years that popped off. But I will say this: now I'm imagining like what would have been like if. That had happened, like we get a Florida culture in Tampa, in like 2008, yeah. or let's say 2006, when there's like, and they had it instead of like at, I think it's a Cuban club. If they had it like, you know that block north, <laughs> like north of north of the strip, like back when they used to have like Fuel or Empire, like yes. having 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 an empire, having a an having, empire. No, better yet, not even that. Full don't even moon. have. Don't even have it. In, oh my god, full moon. Jeez. Having it underground. I was going to say, better yet, don't even have I mentioned that, like, because, you know, that's, have it, don't even have it in Ebor. Have it off downtown, back where you say, back where you have, uh, what's the, underground. Well, not underground. Underground, underground. Yeah. yes. Yeah, like, look, they, <laughs> like, we need to have it at one of these clubs where they have a metal detector. That's what we, that's where we needed at. Correct. Like, yeah. You know, like, we want people scared to come. Yeah. Like, you know? like fuel, like fuel the empire. They didn't have a metal detector, but people got shot outside of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember, man. yeah, like that was another crazy story. Like, who was that girl that you and Kirby knew that got shot outside of a? Uh, uh, oh empire? my god, uh, what was her name? I think her name was Christy. I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I remember. Like, wait a second. Like, you, you always hear the story about people getting shot out there, the news reports, whatever else. But then when it's like, wait, so I'm like one degree or two degrees separation from, from somebody or I don't know how that goes. But like, I know somebody that knows somebody is like, yo, this this is this is wild. <laughs> this is just Slightly wild too real. Slightly too real. Yeah. Like, it, it's another one of the things where you hear like, all right, you hear about people, you know, fighting, fighting in front of a club and, and, and people shoot shootouts or whatever else. But it's like, nah, you know, somebody got shot out there. Like, whoa, that's that's wild. Y'all, yeah. y'all are really bugging. I mean, and he's like, "Well, guess I'll be going like I'll probably be going there like a month from now, like back then anyway. Like, we used to go to Empire. That was just ridiculous. Like, what were we doing Crazy, back then, man. Rich? <laughs> what, what were we doing? Were you with me the time in Empire when uh uh when 
the girl on the second floor like grabbed dude and then rubbed up his shirt and then she like I don't think I've ever seen anyone get hit this hard in my life in person. This this lady roughed up this dude and then this dude responded by hitting her harder than I've ever seen anyone hit get hit. And I was she, not there. No. All she did, like all she did was stop messing with him and walk back downstairs. And I'm sitting there like, am I the only person that saw this shit here? <laughs> what? Where's security? How's this nigga not going to jail? What's going on here? He just like I felt the impact. I was and I was only like eight feet away. Unbelievable. What are we talking um, about? Is this a wrestling podcast? <laughs> yes, yeah. We we've been, you know, bullshitting the whole yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, in light of this Jordan Miles and further culture, Hulk Hogan is being pushed as a baby face. Oh, yeah. Uh leading a team of baby faces this week. Uh that's just incredible when you think about it um Do you really want to talk about the main roster because i, I no. have nothing to fuck, say about the main fuck roster. no i have nothing like, to offer so i know, I know last i know last week you made a joke that like this might now become my favorite segment of the show where you james tell me like what is happening on the main roster i didn't watch the main roster this week i only think i have is reviews and like i i don't even remember what happened like these seem like really just boring shows from what i've heard from what i can remember hearing like um, All I heard, kept hearing about is what the fuck Chad Gable, Gable was wearing. This is like within 10 minutes of the show starting. <laughs> My Twitter's just blown to flames. Um, he looked like he's one of Air Bud's teammates. Uh, the uniform that he had on, just horrible. That yeah. man's wearing a basketball like joint with no numbers on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And the worst part is like it, it's, a, it's clearly a singlet, so it snaps between the legs in theory. Like, oh my god! And and then like I mentioned to you off air that like you know that you know who actually dresses like that for real all the time, right? <laughs> so like yeah, Shorty Gable is just copying uh, D'Angelo Dawkins from Free Profits, but yeah, he's been wearing it for so long you don't so, even realize it. So there was somebody I think it was Bruce Mitchell that essentially said Chad Gable like this guy has a wigger gimmick. <laughs> like like what? the whole shorty G thing and um is yeah. What else yeah, is there besides that? I, I think that's the the main point of it. Wait, and, so are and you saying he's trying to look like a like an athlete, like what wait, wait. It's is, weird. So are you saying this is like a office rib like naming uh Virgil Virgil like and it's a or not naming Virgil Virgil, but like basically like they think so is what's Chad Gable's real name? Chad Betts? Yes. Is Chad Betts actually like a wigger? Or is this I, or is this some some I some don't made know that. What, what's going I, on I don't here? know that for sure. I don't I think this is just how Bruce is like kinda interpreting this. Bruce is sometimes very ahead of the curve. Um because <laughs> he actually <laughs> that was, he was talking he 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 had his chest out this morning um about you know and, uh, about the new day and the Jordan Miles situation mm-hmm. i remember when bruce wrote that thing i strongly disagreed with him but yeah. then like looking at, at it time, i was like oh, okay i see what you're what you're talking about for me at the time it was yeah could be i'm not like i'm not it's like i don't know like it could be but like i didn't i didn't take it 
it never went be with the New Day thing. Like they've been so just that for so long that it's like, or not just that, but since the pancakes, that's kind of what they've been aside from the Kofi Mania thing. That is kind of like they never did anything beyond that that would like raise up any more antenna. That like there was like okay, this could be this is potentially problematic, and then like it never was any other thing that went beyond that. So I just took it as like maybe a coincidence, maybe something sinister, but it just kind of is there. Yeah, and normally with WWE when they do stuff that's like fucked up, there's always it normally like follows through or the extra yeah, that, fucked upness. That, so, that shit starts that shit starts rolling down like the hill, like right. and it keeps hitting every branch on the right. way down. Right, like it was just like a couple of weeks ago when all of a sudden like Lana, you know, is telling this, <laughs> is telling Lashley that she wants it deeper and harder. Right, so like that's or or actually. It's getting a massage from somebody and wants it deeper and harder. So then all of a sudden, Bobby Lashley, apparently in his part in his part time, is part of the fucking staff, rolls in and and gives her the deeper and harder touch that she so desires. It's like oh, like that. There was no, there was none of that with the pancakes for New Day. Yeah. Uh okay. Let's just talk about the good stuff now. It's time for the <laughs> Wednesday Night War. <laughs> All right, AEW um, first match. Street off Pro- the rip. Wow, I really almost called them the Street Profits. What the fuck? See, <laughs> like, you know what? It, it was somebody. I think it was Alvarez. Alvarez had mentioned that WWE is mad. WWE is upset because, or yeah, or confused or annoyed that like they're over to that extent in front of a live crowd, but. Um, the, the private party is, but street profits aren't yet or whatever else or haven't been rolled out yet. And is and they're like, they're looking at the similarities and he mentioned the similarities. He's like, you know, they, the the crowd, the crowd stuff or the club the thing. Party of, gimmick. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the crowd stuff. And also, um, he mentioned one other thing and I was like, are you forgetting the most important <laughs> Are you are you, are you forgetting the most important element? Why yes. people really are making this comparison? Are you forgetting yes. the melanin? Uh, yes. So, so yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah. private party versus Lucha Bros. My I mean, fucking god, five stars. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I, Sue I me. I'm rooting for everyone black, as Wallace <laughs> said. Um, I, I thought he said it, but whatever. Um, so I thought that. This match is incredible. I thought that this was maybe the best television tag match I've ever seen. Um, you know, the rules of wrestling and tag stuff, whatever. Never mind that. Like, AEW yeah, does Jim, not... Yeah, Jim a- Ross. AEW yeah, doesn't Jim get, Ross. <laughs> I mean, AEW and a bunch of other places aside from, like, WWE do not give a flying fuck about your tag team rules. Like, you know, we're in the middle of... The, uh, and honestly, I'm a person that that, that generally likes the the the, uh, the stuff that play in tag matches, or whatever else. And I remember when they first started in AEW, and they did the instead you have five seconds to get after a tag to switch or get out to the apron, they get a ten. Mm-hmm. They said that, and then they never said it again until like this week, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you had two weeks ago or last week when Lucha Bros they freaking tagged while both were inside the ring, or there was one where so they were both on there was another spot where someone were in both uh, team members were both on the apron and they tagged. So it's like, 
But man, they're playing hard and loose with the rules. They're already letting people just do whatever the hell they want. Like the refs are just there to to call uh, match conclusions where there's a pinfall or submission. So, like after you know these last three weeks of AEW television of a dynamite, like I'm just like, look, man, they don't give a fuck. They just out here. They're tornado tags effectively. So in my mind, I'm watching that match. And I'm watching them go crazy and like. So for me, like it doesn't bother me. Like if you're someone that you like know, the house style is being established right now. Yeah, like this, this is what it is. Get right. down or lay down. Right. Like, and, <laughs> like, and I would say it would it would definitely give them a lot of help if they you know even if they do it now to come out and tell you what the rules are or the reason why the rules are so lax or that the rules are lax. But at this point, they ain't gonna. I mean, it will help them if they do do it. But like, they should have did this off rip. So it's too late now. So they're already letting this shit go. So my mind, like my head cannon, like I'm just letting it go. So I watched that match and it was just incredible. And um, it's all the stuff that like they did all of the spot porn stuff. This was a damn Lucha Bros versus Street, not Street Profits. Jesus Christ versus Young, young Bucks. Bucks. Now, yeah. now I'm confusing the Street Profits with the Young Bucks. What is going on with me? <laughs> Do I have Montez Ford on the brain or something? What's going on? So, but there was pretty much a, a I almost did it again. <laughs> it was like Young Bucks versus uh, versus Lucha Bros match. Except yeah. it was in the whole other team that I keep getting told is so green or so green, James. Why, I, like, why do we get? Why do we keep getting this, James? I don't know. I don't know. And like I fly. All they care. do is have raw ass matches. Every single time we see them, it's right. like they're the actual new young bugs, James. Yeah. That's what it feels right. like right now. And, and I will say this, right? Being green is okay. Sometimes being green helps you out. Like you go back and you watch those Goldberg squash matches in in '97 uh, and '98. Him being green helped. And, like he was murdering those people as he was getting himself over. So <laughs> I'm not saying he's he's they're green like that, but like. They're having great matches. They're great athletes. They keep up with the two best tag teams in the world, perhaps. What, you know, what is there? Like, yes, I'm sure that being in the ring with someone like Phoenix or someone like Nick Jackson, that damn sure makes it e- your job easier because, duh, motherfucker. But yeah. it, it, it's just like any other wrestling. Like, it takes two to tango or four in this case. And they out here dancing like fucking Gregory Hines and Fred Astaire out here. Yes. Yes, like if they weren't holding up their end, I feel like we'd see it at some point. All these guys have done back to Fighter Fest when they literally got themselves over in one match. Right, have been just revelations. Like both guys, and originally it was Mark Quinn that jumped out, yes. and then um, Isaiah Cassidy was you know displayed heavy like at All Out, and then just back and forth each of those guys like pretty much stakes the claim of you know like they've got they've got the gimmick down they've got a cool entrance the crowd fucking loves them like this is one of the next great tag teams in wrestling i don't care what you like if you disagree with this right that's okay i understand you know eventually you will see because they are not going anywhere like like they are 22 Either A, you just hate that entire style, which is like, that's a you thing, and you're just going to have to deal with that be- while watching AEW because the Lucha Bros are on this are on this show. Uh, Evans and Angelico are on this show. The Young Bucks are on this show. If you don't like this level, this type of tag team wrestling, then you're just not going to like their tag team division for years to come. So you may as well just tune out. 
So and not even watch because like that is the best thing. Their tag division might be the best thing they do in this entire uh, program. So like, I don't know what to tell you, Chief. Yeah. Um, yeah, just so, incredible. So yeah, like, like, they're, they're and, I, and I, this is what I traffic in as far as like Rich Ladders pro wrestling. This <laughs> was it. Oh man! So I just um, I loved it. I loved the match. Like it was one of those matches where it's like, wow! All four of these people, everybody in this match is great. I love it. It's one of those, and like they kept just it just kept escalating and escalating, and um, you know, I mean, what more can you say about freaking like? Pentagon and Phoenix, dude. Like the like th- that package power, that double stomp package power driver spot, and then like Phoenix like lands after the uh, the double stomp and immediately like wipes out the other dude that's out on the floor. Like he did that yeah. two weeks in a row. Like it's just awesome. And they yeah. never catch his dive out. They just will stay in the ring. But you just know he just wiped out who, 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 that poor smuck on the outside. Just like and he know, does, he does like great. a front flip through the ropes. Like yep. it's not like some soft running push. Or whatever. It's like this guy is working hard every night, running across the top rope. Uh, eat your yeah. heart out, Undertaker. I think I've said that before, but so what? Yeah. Um, it's funny to hear people like lose their mind for him. Like I think that's the second or third time he's done it in AEW. Yeah, I mean it's uh, an incredible spot, but it's like that dude's just a different breed. <laughs> yeah, like that man is the master of the ropes. <laughs> yeah, just just great. Yeah, like and this, and I've reached a conclusion. Like this is already an all-time great tag team tournament that's happened. Um, we'll see how the finals works out, but everything's been like on point. I mean, Phoenix, Pentagon, Scott, Scorpio Sky, and Kazarian. I think they'll do okay. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay on Wednesday. Just, just a hunch. Yeah, like they're gonna have a crap match. You think that's the main event? I'll main event it. Depends. It's it's your inaugural champions. Like, if that can't main event, and this ain't the go home show. Like, if that if this can't main event, then like, what was the point of all this? Yeah, you you can say that. I, the only thing I think is if they want to do a long match, maybe they do it at the start of like nine o'clock because that's the only thing I can think. But look, what um, what what is even on the tap for next week? Like, uh, I don't even know. Not a lot, really. Not a lot's been announced. So yeah, uh, it, it could it could headline. Uh, so after that, we have it, it was a uh, Dark Order and um, SCU. SCU. Yep. Uh, another good match here. Something with the Dark Order, and it finally got over. Um, <laughs> Stu Grayson damn near <laughs> had to kill himself. Uh, of course, we had Jericho and um, Inner Circle walked out uh, just being hilarious. Jericho's wearing this shiny jacket, and he walks up to the press box, has his tickets in hand, and they found a way to because I started feeling like that droning silence was about to start happening with the, uh, with the Dark Order taking the heat in the match. So, in order to remedy that, the genius booker, Tony Khan, sends the inner circle out there, and all of a sudden, the crowd starts pepping up. And this crowd, oh my god, James, we haven't even fucking mentioned it. All these years, we've heard Pittsburgh is a bad crowd. It is an awful crowd. They don't react to anything. All that stuff. That is done forever now. This may have been the hottest crowd that AEW's had thus far. For dynamite, for dynamite, yes. Okay, so just unbelievable. What I will say is, like, during 
if you were somebody that has never seen Dynamite before and you tune in and you watched this show and you go back and you hear people talk about Britt Baker the way they talk about Britt Baker, you probably come out and think they're like, these people are fucking morons. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She's the she's the biggest fucking star in the company. <laughs> she's a, like, so, like, so, um, so yeah, like they definitely like, and also like, this was one of the, this is one of the best, episodes of tv in wrestling that i've seen um in years so like that also helps right so this this also definitely helps but that they had a kick-ass show but like look man i've seen i we've all seen those pittsburgh shows in raw they'll have a good show they'll have a bad show they'll have a very good show they rarely have very good shows but you get my point like (laughs) they'll they'll have a show that that is worthy of you at least you know, giving half a damn, and those people do, and those people in Pittsburgh, they, they sit in that fucking hockey arena, and they're just like, who gives a fuck? Like, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll go. I'm sure if we went through our archive of like the weeks uh, reviewing like um, Raws or Smackdowns um, in Pittsburgh, we probably, and I'm, I'm sure like every single one is like, dude, like they're always bad in Pittsburgh. I don't understand it. I don't get it. So like I, so when I didn't think about this until um, probably like halfway through the show, I was like, either someone brought up to me that like they're they're in Pittsburgh and it's a great crowd or something. I was like, yo, like they they're never like this in Pittsburgh. I don't get it. I think it was you actually. You were like, yeah, like yeah. that is a thing. Like WWE, they get they always get shitty reactions to Pittsburgh and like they're going nuts here. Like aside from whenever Angle comes out, the crowd's just dead. I don't know why. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing where they mic it wrong. I don't know. But it, but watching this, like the crowd was super hot because it was a great show. Um, I forgot. It. Do you remember how they won? I don't even remember how ICU won. Um, they used their alternate finisher, I believe. Okay. Uh, but they got the dark order out of there. So yeah, I mean, it looks like AW cut bait temporarily on a dark order. Um, uh, this was a good match, and yeah. this was like. Yeah, man. Uh, the Dark Order has something. I, I think I, I don't think they should abandon them or anything like that. It's just you got to take the foot off the gas pedal, and they did. So another thing that AWs listened to um, with their <laughs> fans. So um, you know, from there moving on, we got SCU and the Lucha Bros set for next week rematch from Fight for the Fallen. Um, it should be excellent, and. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson will be presenting the tag team championships uh, in Charleston, West Virginia, which will assumedly be a molten lava hot arena. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I was saying to you and and some of the guys in the uh, thread a few days ago, like the, like the only way this thing could be any hotter is if, like, they bring in, like, Randy Moss. Like, you know, because Char- Rand, Virgin- <laughs> Rand, West Virginia is only, like, a mile or two away from, or I think it's a, an, a, an unincorporated part of Charleston. So it's, like, you know, the, I think, you know, one of maybe the only uh, NFL Hall of Famer to ever come out of West Virginia, like, shows up there, especially after, like, that Hall of Fame speech where he almost kind of, like... Can you bring Jason Williams with him? Can we get them both on there? <laughs> We know they're homeboys. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what Jason Williams is doing these days, right? Yeah. But 
Like after that, after the Hall of Fame speech, where he, where he, after like all this stuff that, like you know, it's almost like a the state of West Virginia's Randy Moss, where he finally got almost like uh, came to a common ground, and then at the end, he's like, look, a lot of country folk out here struggling and all that stuff, and he says, but I'm gonna tell you what, I'm coming to, I'm coming to the town center. So if you want to see this gold jacket, you meet me at the town center. <laughs> when he did that, like. He immediately turned babyface West Virginia for, for almost forever, right? So it's like, you know that you know they did the thing with stealing Beam or whatever else with the, the Tony Khan football time. guy, right? He may he may know all Look, this. I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm all I'm saying is I'm caught. I say it would be a good idea to get somebody that's a hometown hero to show up there and just get the pop, even though the crowd's already gonna be hot. Like that was getting even hotter. Hey. And I, hey, look, listeners and, of One Nation Radio, tweet at All Lee Wrestling. Tweet at Tony Khan. Let's get this going. I want <laughs> Randy Moss on here to make James happy. I want Randy Moss on this show to 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 get this big pop. Look, I can, I can I'm I'm pretty sure I can almost guarantee you that Randy Moss watched wrestling, and I can almost guarantee you that it was not that it was WCW. So like he like so. <laughs> I can tell you right now, he would love nothing more than to be in Charleston, West Virginia for TNT on primetime. So, I would love to see it. That's all I'm saying. I would love to see it. I, like, I'm not really campaigning for it, but I, I, I hope to see it. So, but, but back to the actual wrestling, uh, yeah. like, there's a potential angle there. Like, Lucha Bros, they, they win this thing. They become the inaugural champions. And they're they're being the belts are presented to them by by Morton and Gibson, and then you know you get a little heat. <laughs> Hold on, sir. What, what what do you mean by a little heat? I mean, I mean just 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 a little dash, you know, like you know you just you whoop the legend's ass and you get out of there before they before they uh jump the barricade, you know, you know that's what you do, you know, like. I mean, look. Trying to get these boys stabbed. Look, kind of. <laughs> oh my god! Kind of. I like. I'm trying. I'm trying to see what what's next for the champions. And if you told me that like they they lay out the rock and roll after they win the the belts. And you know they're already kind of struggling to get heat, beginning you know similar to Jericho, where it's like. Who the fuck's gonna boo the Lucha, the Lucha Bros, right? Nobody in their right minds. Well, if you attack two elderly legends <laughs> in West Virginia to set up a potential match later on where they whoop them again, oh my god, they will be hated. People will hate their guts. <sighs> it'll make it'll, it'll make look. So you think they brought in Ricky? You really think they brought in rock and roll with no no expectation that they were ever going to do a match? You think they were never going to do oh, a match? I think they're definitely doing a match. Okay, they're doing then. two matches in AEW. So they got to do. So they got to definitely have one of the young bucks. That's where you're. Yes. At. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the um, original bucks versus the young bucks. Young bucks, exactly. You know. Um, okay. So after that, we had. Uh, Kenny Omega and Joey Janela. This was an awesome match too. Of course, uh, the the role the role that the best bow machine uh, is on continues over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know they showed some clips of the um, dark match between uh, Kenny and Joey Janela, and a lot of people were saying this is the best Joey Janela regular rules match they've ever seen. 
I would tend to agree because Joey Janela has that. You no, know, how we used to say those DIY matches would just go on too long. Like they would do like a bunch of finishes, and then like the finish would be like five minutes later. Well, Joey Janela's finishes would be like fifteen minutes later. Like he would just go <laughs> way too fucking long. So maybe like the TV time limit is like the best thing that ever happened to Joey Janela. Maybe, but I, I think the thing, difference with the DIY thing was like it wasn't a criticism. It was just like okay. They had three near falls in this match that if any of those were like, if they ever were to have a, you know, an important main event or important tag match at a WrestleMania or a huge show or something like that, like that could have been like all three of those things you kicked out of all could have been like to finish to an individual great like uh, tag match that should be remembered forever, but they kicked out of them. That's really what the criticism was just like. Y'all say y'all really out here blowing through some incredible shit more than like, <laughs> but the matches were all great. It wasn't like they never. I felt like they always finished at the peak. I don't think they ever went past the peak. Uh, now Janela, um, Janela does some very very reckless stuff. So like I'm sure he does go past the peak. Uh, yeah, you know, with on on accident uh, semi regularly. But I mean, it was cool to see. Like one thing. Uh, I feel like in the last two weeks, they've completely pulled the plug on the Kenny Omega sorry loser storyline. Like, or or they've just started like saying, yeah, yeah. Look at the calendar. It's like we can't be doing this shit. Like we have him versus Moxley. Can't be. Can't be. Like they can they can continue that. Like when like you know at the beginning of the next cycle towards the next pay per view after that. Like whatever February March deal they do for their quarterly pay-per-view in their first quarterly pay-per-view 2020 but like they have moxley and omega to sell and that dog will not hunt when you out here like having um omega losing and doing weird shit or whatever it's like he's got to unfuck himself and he has to go face his dude and like and you know it's going to be either the number one it's only one of two money matches on the card so like kind of have to get going especially because it's like in Two weeks? Three weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. I I felt like he felt like a real deal superstar this week and last week. Yeah, Um, this was the most... I felt this was the most over he's ever... He's been for his entrance on Dynamite so far. Yeah. Uh, Superstar match against, like, an up-and-comer. I don't think you can do it better than this. Uh, I think this is a message from Kenny uh, to Seth Rollins uh, <laughs> from uh, Humberto Carrillo uh, oh, match. God. You know, so you know, in order to to get someone over, you must be over. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, the thing to me, sir, I mean, this match is like, yo, um, I he does he can keep up after. No, let me phrase that. Janela, you know how people talk about or older people in wrestling, they've been moaning the fact that like guys don't who hit the ropes hard or whatever else or yeah. All right, so I get where they're get where they're coming at in this one, and it was more it was never more apparent than like Jan- Janela, like he jogs, he doesn't even pretend like he's running. He like I his running style looks really weird. It looks really bad. Like he's uh, like he's almost like power walking off ropes. It's like so I understand that I understand why people get upset about like uh or not upset but kind of like this ain't believable. Like you know, normally it's like look, I can get I can suspend disbelief that these people are really running when it looks like they're running. Janela don't look like he's running. He looks like he's power shuffling, you know. What what was the uh LMFAO? What the one they doing the power shuffling for uh 
Yes. Uh, the 2011 song. Oh my God. Party Rock is in the yes. house. Tonight. Yeah. Exactly. They, he, look, yep. he look like he's doing that shit up and yeah. through the ropes. He's not a great athlete. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but like he damn sure don't look like one when he's running oh, like that. Correct, he's correct. himself. He's he, not even may, looking look, like an athlete. Maybe he is a great athlete, right? But he's out here but, not looking like one. But his but exactly he runs like he's not one. You shouldn't be wanting to do that. Like you gotta at least fake it like you're really running, you know, matter how slow you're going. Like I mean, look, we I've talked about this on Starting Before. Like, I watched Bobby Tyler try to like go from corner to corner and it is like it's 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 People run the forty yard dash fashion. She runs at eighteen to eighteen, right? Damn. So, uh, or whatever it is, corner to corner. It, but at least she looks like she's trying to run. <laughs> like <laughs> she going slow as hell, but at least she like she's trying to run. Janella slow as hell and it look like he ain't even trying. Like this is how Orange Cassie looks like. This is how Orange Cassie should look like he when he's trying to run the ropes. Damn, but he doesn't. Even he gets more of effort <sighs> with po- with hands in his pocket. So uh, it was like a condensed Kenny Omega match, uh, and this shit en- ended on a oh, high all note. The match, all the matches have to go like twenty five minutes. I mean, I like those. So <laughs> um, he didn't get this, all the shit in, huh? What's up? He didn't yeah. get all the shit in, huh? No, well, no. It, it's he. I think he pretty much did everything. He did like as you can't escape his V triggers and uh, control crushers. He may have done a J driller if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he did do the one wing angel. You know when that happens, it's a wrap. So uh, that V trigger that he hit him with was one of the best V features I've ever seen. It looked like Janela died when he did it. Um, yeah, but after that, uh, Cody came out. Uh, he came out un- from underneath the damn uh, joint, the rise yes. up joint. Yeah, all of, every time he ever makes his entrance, he it, it he comes from the he ra- raises up like he's Triple H at a WrestleMania. It's like, hey man, you coming out to give an announcement? It's not that fucking serious. Just walk your ass out like everybody else. Yeah. Does. Yeah. Uh, so Tony Schiavone was in the ring. He said he grew up in front of the world, so it's only appropriate that he shares the news with us tonight. And all of a sudden, these assholes, uh, the inner circle, are sounding off air horns from their seats. It yeah. sounded like they were at some event in Mexico or something like that. Uh, Cody says, you know, AEW is not like the other wrestling company. There's no invisible wall around the ring. I fucking howled. Uh, he but, said he but, can come up but there. Yet, but yet, Jericho had a microphone. He said he asked for one, apparently. So, um, hey, Rich. Yeah, I get. I was saving here because we we're gonna get to it. I thought it was awesome, but you gotta admit him coming out to announce nothing. And, yes. and then, like that, that is all the WWE. Yeah, like and, yeah. And, and, I, then, I, and then, and then when we'll get to it, but then when like all of this. MJF and DDP and uh, and Dustin when they all come out and all their music plays that's WWE that's damn sure WWE too so but whatever it got pops but it's like you, for you to say this about it's not like the other company well I see some of the I see some of the fingerprints uh, on the blueprint here too so like it ain't like WWE does everything badly but he does have a point about the you know it's your turn to talk, so I'll sit here so and let you talk, and then I'll return volley like I'm John Cena in a promo. So, but go ahead, sir. <laughs> so he said, "There's no invisible wall." He'll basically come up there. Co- uh, Jericho called Cody a stupid coward. Also called him an entitled little millennial bitch. 
as Sammy Guevara stood next to him with his tongue out or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, Dustin's, he's a, you know, it'd be four on one, come up here, I'll beat your ass or, you know, something like that. Then Dustin's Green Day music hit as everyone is um, <laughs> saying. I haven't ever heard the Green Day song. I just yeah, it's I, it's it's joke. like it's. It, I think that was on the. Well, I'm not even going to name the name of the album because you'll be like, wait, what? That's a whole other discussion. Like you can you can Google that, but like, uh, yeah, that was like one of their bigger songs in the '90s. Yeah. Brain so MJ, MJF came out. Uh, Jericho said, uh, you know, he made fun of the scarf. He asked, "What kind of dude wears a scarf? Uh, <laughs> it, he, is he is supposed to be afraid of a dude in a scarf?" Just, just excellent from Chris Jericho yes. again. Top level, uh, top level Hillary. Yes, uh, and then DDP came out, James, and this uh, puzzled some people. But the arena fucking blew off. Um, the roof blew off the arena when uh, Diamond Dallas Page, the master of the Diamond Cutter, came out. Of course, he's in great shape. And the funny thing is, when he looked very old in the '90s, he doesn't look that old now. So it's like <laughs> it, it kind of like balances out. He's kind of got like this Benjamin Button thing kind of going, but like the the aging hasn't completely slid the other way yet. Um, so basically, the teams were all evened out. Cody and and crew walked up. Um, you know, then. Jericho and, and Inner Circle, you know, they hid behind this, um, you know, this glass door. Then Cody's like, oh, damn, and he's pissed. And he grabs that scar from MJF and punches the fucking thing. I, at first, I was like, oh, my God, please, no, do not injure yourself. Like, do not pull this Bill Goldberg where you're trying to break the <laughs> glass and everything like this. And I was like, I was terrified for um I was like, oh, no, they had to replace this man. <laughs> but uh, luckily it broke cleanly and um, they got in a huge brawl, just went up there, beat the heels asses, loved it. Um, Jericho is getting held back saying he has tickets. Yes, Justin, we have Justin. tickets. Get him out of here. Yes, just just a just a, a wonderful, just a just a great, 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 exciting segment. Um, you know that kind of broke up like the match, match, match uh, formula they were going with on this show, and a lot of people were talking about this, and you know just the way the crowd reacted to this, it was like wrestling crowds aren't normally this hot anymore, right. and they are in AEW. Right. So, um few things. Uh so as far as Diamond Dallas Page thing. Oh yeah. Okay, so about that. He is sixty three years old. Yes. So a lot of people or some people were wondering like, why is he fighting, you know, inner circle people and holding his own or whatever, even though I don't think we even saw any of Bro, the change. They showed them. one punch. He like took a swing at somebody. I think that's the only okay. thing they showed on Cause, camera. Because most anything I saw was like either Jericho or Cody, or when they showed Cody, they showed like MJF basically putting uh, Guevara into like I guess like a, the the thing of condiments on a table. That's it. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I don't think I saw any LAX action. So, <laughs> so I saw the when people mentioned the DDP thing. I was like, I remember like DDP was old back in the '90s. So like, because he started so late, like how old is he now? 
I was like, okay, he's 63. So then I thought to myself, huh, how old is Kimberly Page? She's 49. Then I thought, okay, when did they start, when did they get married? And then I was like, wait. <laughs> they got married in 91. They got married in 91. So she was like 21, 22, 21. And he was like in his like 30, 33, something like that. I was like, wait, when did they, when did they first meet each other? Oh, they met in 89 when she was 20 and he was 33. <laughs> and I was like, so investigative journalist James Boyd has determined that DDP is one of those guys. So, <laughs> like much, and you know me, Rich, I've never loved DDP. I respect the fact that like he was ahead of the game on a lot of things. But like I even back in the kids, I was like, I don't get it. Like there's a there's a there's like a but now now there there's an 18 month period between late 97 and early 1999 where DDP was as good as anyone in American wrestling. (laughs) I knew you were gonna say something ridiculous. (laughs) I'm dead serious. He will put together a great match with anyone. Who are you gonna take at that time? The Rock. What, what's Triple the time H frame time frame again? Time frame again? Uh late or like mid nineteen ninety seven through like early ninety nine. Benoit. <laughs> no man. Like like as a like he wasn't a main eventer. Oh, okay. If you want to add that part, then sure, fine. Why not? Sure. I guess. Yeah, like like if you th- if you look at the top mix of guys between both companies during that time, DDP is a good as good as anybody at yep. that time. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that, that also is like a, you know, the weird shit they did with Brett when he, you know, in the transition over to WCW, Sean in his career. Like, it, it was a bunch of weird stuff that happened at that time. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, but either way, like, I, I finally have, like, my, 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 my reason to like, I can go back in retrospect, be like, I never liked that motherfucker, and now I have, <laughs> now I have a reason. Now I have a real reason not to like this motherfucker. So, so there you go. DDP is one of those guys. That man was out there grooming. So, oh, <laughs> so man. there you go. Um, that man was out there whooping ass too. Apparently, you know, pissing <laughs> folks off. You I know, look, man. I, I for me. Um, the age thing, um, I just see it as like, I, I, I get for somebody in their mind to be like, well, what the fuck? Um, but they didn't like showcase him beating anyone's ass or they didn't show it. So it's like, you know, we ain't see it. It's just, you're, you're left to assume. And like, when I left to assume, like I didn't see it. So it was like, maybe they just, maybe he held him off to a standstill. We've seen legends. We've seen old legends like hold, um, you know, other guys that aren't main eventers off to a standstill and stuff before. So like, it's not, you know. Yeah. But when you're in his line to try to find, um, but when you're in his mind, afraid to just try to find any reason to like do that, uh, to just like find any little thing. Like, I mean. I mean, you can bend luck, over backwards luck. if you want, but you're wasting your time. You look like you're hating. I I just find it to be a ways like, look, I'm not beholden to any wrestling company, so I'm just watching it. And if certain things work for certain places, it does. If certain, pl- if certain things don't work in other places, it doesn't. 
Like what works works. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's it really kinda, is. Kind of is what it is. That. Like, I mean, you can if you want to get stuck into you know cause, like the things about consistency or um, logically or whatever else is like. And this is me talking. Who's a super is a, a great overthinker, um, but I mean you can do that. But like, I best of luck with you on having fun with that. I just you know, um, yeah. uh, I'm not interested in making any either of these billion dollar led companies victims. Uh, I'm I'm just not doing it. Like if this company had did this, this would have worked that way. I'm just not doing it. Like because we have plenty of proof on one side and not enough on the other. So, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, that, well, that's also true. And there's also the thing of like, you have one where like, they mess up so many small minor details and even large details that it's like, you get no benefit of the doubt. And like, if you want to play that game about this, this per or Promotion X did this. It didn't work in promotion Y. Why is Y not getting the same level of benefit of the doubt that X was? It's like, well, X hasn't burned a number of bridges that Y has, at least not yet. So they kind of get more leash. And I feel like that's kind of how you do anything that you you uh, you watch or whatever else. So like you you get benefit of the, or you get a certain amount of leash depending on like what you do with stuff like. I mean, I gotta be frank. Like, I, I'm I'm just flat out tired of WWE's main roster. Where it's like, look, man, like, so you, like, they'll they'll blow through so many different things. I'm just like, I I, I just can't. Like, we were talking about it, about how like they did the Shorty G thing this this year. This year, um, we had Roman just basically get away from um, the murder mystery thing that makes no sense because like why that still makes no sense even to this day. Like, so. Daniel Bryan, at the at the least, brought in somebody to try to cover for Rowan trying to murder Roman Reigns, and now Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are tagging. What? But like, not really. Like they're like <laughs> they're going like their own separate kind of ways. Like Rich, if one of your coworkers were trying to uh, potentially may have been trying to murder you, and then you find out that. So it was somebody else and then later find out that no actually like it was that person all along and then like the person that was being set up for it was by some other guy that's also in your office are you gonna then like become friends with that person that brought you a fake suspect fuck no okay then it makes no sense I, you know, um, back to the stuff that yeah, does yeah. make sense. Um, <laughs> young, young Bucks and Best Friends had another awesome match. Uh, this show is just flat out great. Um, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, I loved it. And, you know, you had the Bucks and Orange Cassidy in the beginning. Uh, he damn near crippled them with a couple super kicks that he threw at their um, shins. Um, then after that, the Bucks retaliated. Somehow they found the strength uh, to use those same legs that were kicked to lay them out with super kicks. Um, they did a bunch of stuff to get best friends over. Best friends got over. Did a bunch. Of, then Orange Cassidy got over, and then the Bucks got over. And this was just a masterpiece of TV tag wrestling uh, to get folks over. Um, and after that, the Bucks accepted the challenge from Santana Ortiz for full gear, and full gear looks 
fuego at this point. You know, it's funny. Finishell just sent me a uh, a message saying like, when is AEW going to get their full gear card out? And I was thinking to myself like, okay, um, you clearly know like what isn't there to know aside from like the women's title match? Yeah, at this point, um, they're, but we're like doing the this. So, I haven't responded so to them. So like, you got Cody and Jericho, you got right. Kenny and Moxley, you right. got Hangman and Pac, right? And you've got uh, this, and then I assume you have a tag title defense and a women's tag or in a women's championship match. Right. After that, there's probably like one or two more matches to be added. If that, if, if so, that. they're pre-show matches. Yeah. So I'm like, and but I'm, I look at the messages. I'm like, let me just do this show and I'll get back to finish it, whatever. But I, I'm just <laughs> like, wait, what? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't maybe maybe he just missed the thing about Pac and Hangman this week cuz that was real easy to miss because they shot that extra footage so they can do a rerun on Friday trying to Did we ever yeah, find out what the, that what was the numbers funny. was on that tomorrow? Tomorrow we will. Tomorrow? Why not today? Don't we normally tomorrow, make the numbers on cuz uh, so since it was on cable FS1 it's uh, not going to release till Monday. It's okay. network, it would come out on Saturday. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Th- then, we we saw perhaps the biggest star on the show, uh, Britt Baker. <laughs> she, she get a nice hometown welcome response. They played a video for her. They, they brought her video. out with the... Well, hold on. They played this video. And this video was just—it was very similar to the uh, the Cody Rose one from I think that was last week or two weeks ago. Last week. Last week, yeah. They had DDP and Shivani and his mom and uh, Brandy in it. it but like, it was explaining like, this is the hometown girl. You should love her. They loved her, and then like she came out with the freaking like Steelers mascot, and it was like, this is incredible, like. She had the a like week, the raw week, jacket on, like week, the Steelers jacket. Right, like a week ago, people were out here talking like she's just the worst fucking thing on the whole co- in the whole company. All of Wednesday night, she's the worst thing, and then like she comes out and like huge ovation. Like it was almost like seeing like like Bailey and something um, in um, San San Jose the first time. It's like this is great. Like, and then you know she has a match with Jamie, with Jamie Hader. Like, and then Jamie comes out. And it's funny because I was like, I wonder if Rich says well, well, charisma. Yeah, but I was wondering if he had seen her since she had dyed her hair because it's a recent development. And I thought it was hilarious how like they immediately put over that like she is B's tag team partner. And I was like, that yes. tag team partnership was like today is what day was that show? Uh, was that the sixteenth? Not the sixteenth. The twentieth. Yeah. What was, what was the date for that? Hold on, let me find out. Uh, yeah, that was the twenty third. That's twenty third. Like Jamie and B have only been a ta- only been a tag team since the fourteenth. <laughs> hey, they knew. They knew. <laughs> they, but the thing with Fully is like this is like some long time team or some shit. Like you know, like that is almost. It's like okay, all right. That's creatively but told. It, it, it worked. Right. It worked. Uh, so they came out there. They had a match, and like then I go on Twitter and I see a bunch of just reckless behavior. Um, <laughs> I, I Care to I share? Get, so I typed in Jamie Hader just because you know obviously she's in stardom and she's in the um or she had, you know she finished second in a block for the the Grand Prix 
Um, she's going to have the next white title belt uh, defense against Larissa Hoshiki. So, is a person that I think is a good wrestler and a person that like I think is a very good promo. Um, so, she comes out, and as you said, overflowing charisma and everything, and type in Jamie Hayter, and the first thing I see is Jamie Hayter is triple-cheeked up, and I'm just like, yo, like, this is, I, I'm so sick of these niggas, like, <laughs> like, remember, remember, uh, I just, like, that. that's the first thing that came to your mind is just, just to look at that ass, huh? Alright, fine, <laughs> whatever, 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 ah, and then I start, oh, and then I scroll man. down further, and I see st- talks about, about her thighs, I'm like, yo, man, like, can we... Have some decorum, we please. Call, hey man, call the horny police on these niggas. They're just acting <laughs> foolish. So, but I'm watching the match. They're having a good. Don't know match. how to react. Yeah, apparently so. Like they had a match, and I thought they had a they had a good match. Um, and then you know it's just mostly Jamie being the hell out of her, and then getting the heat and the crowd getting behind Jamie. I mean, sorry, behind Britt, and then Britt ends up putting her way with her finish. Uh, her you know her uh, mandible claw deal and um, rings of Saturn mandible claw deal, and then the crowd popped. Because it was like this is bigger than like you know, and then one of the things that I saw was um, I think after she won, either after she won or right before the match started, they did a zoom out, and I hadn't noticed for earlier or I forgot I had noticed and forgot that they had like yellow AEW dynamite uh, towels. Yes, great and, touch. But I never thought of the they're in Pittsburgh. It's a terrible towel. Never it never crossed my mind. Then they zoom out and they're spinning the, they're twirling the towels i was like yo this is fucking awesome like, like i love this shit it's like <laughs> as opposed to when you go to wwe when you watch wwe television or a lot of other places um or even hell you even watch nitro they didn't do stuff like specific regional stuff for your town and show love in a way that makes you like you'll remember that like you how being able to um differentiate what building you're in based off of some of the some of the choices in the in the crowd or in the, with the building or whatever else. I'm like, yeah. As opposed to just feeling like you can, you know, if you watch Nitro or not Nitro, if you watch like Raw, you don't know if you're in if you're in Pittsburgh or if you're in Anaheim or whatever else, like anywhere yeah. in between. Remember when they were in the garden a couple months ago? I was like, wow, it doesn't even like look like it. Like the only time I ever knew that we were in the garden, aside from the five million times they told us, was like a few times you could actually get shots of the roof. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you would have known you were in the garden, mm-hmm. and so I thought this was really cool to have like that touch of like, and and she felt like a gigantic star. So I'm assuming like if people just like you know what I'm gonna check this out for the first time, and they see and they go back and they see this Britt Baker thing and be like y'all bugging like this is the biggest star in the industry. <laughs> so I thought I thought yeah. it was cool for her because you know people have been giving her a lot of grief and she been you getting know, you know, the, the you know the, the the dentist the dentist and like I'm assuming whenever they do a if they ever do one of those like uh, AEW bingo uh, or drink shot drink game things like every time Jr. mentions that she's a dentist like take a drink it will be one of the things people put on yes. as a joke and it was nice to her to like be able to get away even though they did call her dentist a bunch of times but like to get outside of just that to where it's like, look, man, this is actual likable person. It's just like she was in that match with Riho and people like Riho more. So like y'all need to just chill on that. Yeah. Um, good night for Brit, And she Very needed good. that. And I don't know if that needed to happen before the, I, this couldn't happen anywhere else, but Pittsburgh. I think, um, I think the it will thing, be interesting though, I, because 
full think, years in Baltimore. I think what you're about to say, I think what you're about to say is like it would have been better if the the show had went from um, Pittsburgh to Philadelphia and the and she got that before she got the title match. Is that what you're treating that or no? Yeah, yeah, I agree. But maybe it was a thing when they were like, look, you know, we don't want to have a title match that close to the pay per view. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, but it definitely would have made it like it would have made that match a lot bigger had that hey, happened I, first. I, I, I bet you won't come out there at full gear uh, in Baltimore <laughs> with, with with the um, Pittsburgh Steeler man. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um. So yeah. Um. After the match, uh, we got a post match. Well, it was supposed to be a post match interview with with um, Jamie Hader, and I thought, okay, so I guess they're gonna give her something to try to get herself over, even though she lost. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Brandy Rose comes out and just decks her with a form or whatever else, or lays her out, making her. She would have been, you know, Geek of the Week um, if we've been doing Wednesday Night War paper uh, review, <laughs> which this kind of has turned the show into. But she would have been like, or not Geek of the Week, but like LeBron, Raymond James, you bum of the week, where you just like, you just got to lay it out by the fucking personnel person or, or office. And then the interviewer. So I asked Brandy, "What the hell's going on?" She's like, "You know, get the hell away!" And like, we just pointing at her all crazy. I'm, like, they this have was, to explain that next week. They have to. This was so cringe. This was. This is being roasted. Like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, like, like barbecue chicken on open flame. This is being roasted. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I hope they explain this, and I hope it's good. Because when I saw it, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, yeah, it's like, what is this? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, what was next? The main event. Main event. Um, so we got Pac and Moxley. Um, or Pac. <laughs> yeah. I'm never gonna get it right. But Pac um, begins by going upside Moxley's head with the chair. Yeah. Uh, so this is a signature move of sorts for uh, yes. Pac. Yes. So they had a the, good uh, match. I don't TV think was, time remaining. Yeah, it was a good match. And uh, they clearly wrestled. To me, they wrestled like they knew that like this wasn't the conclusion. And that's not what you want on a match that's going to go to to go to a finish or go to a uh, a draw or anything like that. Like it reminded me of you remember these like on NXT, how you have like one of these main events and like you look at the time and you're like, there's only like there's less than 15 minutes left. What's going on? And like all of a sudden, like they rustle for like three minutes, it's lackadaisical, and all of a sudden you just see like undisputed error or somebody like running. You're just like, God damn it! I knew something was up. Like <laughs> they wrestled this match like they knew they were not getting a finish, and the match was still good. It just wasn't great, and it, it, it lacked urgency. Even even going down, um, even going towards the end of the clock, running out. Like they still they still never picked it up. Like I gotta you know hit, do something desperate to put this guy out. Like as far as the pace, like. The moves wise, like when um, Pac hits that uh, apron four fifty on to the floor on that was like, crazy. That was clearly one of those like <laughs> I'm doing a move to try to put his dude, dude away right now because I'm desperate. But like the pace of the match and the movement, like it never got it never got frantic. Like I got to scramble to get this guy out of here in time. They just kept, even though like you know like I mentioned, it just never picked up in that way. So it kind of was to me it pulled me out in the match of like. They're trying to put you the way as opposed to like, now nah, we're just doing big spots while we wrestle slower. So I didn't get that vibe. Like the only okay. time that I really got 
like, oh, okay, they're going for the draw was like the last like minute or so. Oh, uh, before that, I thought seconds. they were going to do the deal where they uh, where they run it up to the buzzer and then do the pin. That's what I thought was coming. But okay, um, it turns out they did the draw. A fan, of, I'm a fan of the draw because it saves this match, so you mm-hmm. can do it again. Um, you establish the draw within the promotion even further because we got one and we saw what happened with Darby Allen. Right. from fighter fest and you're gonna need these every so often mm-hmm. and as long as they don't overdo it like pretty much anything else in wrestling if you don't overdo it you can get it over and make it feel important when it happens because one day we're gonna think that draw is coming but it's going to be an actual finish and the pittsburgh crowd that's going to be the how they reacted all night that's what's going to happen and it's probably going to happen in some championship situation where you think the title is like not changing or something. And I feel like, you know, if if you're going to have draws in the promotion, this is something that WWE is not doing. And it's another way to make yourself look different. It's a, another way to um, have your main events not have a lid on them for as much as. You know, we're always looking at the clock anyway. Be like, okay, we know the bullshit's coming. Like, but the draw is always there. But after a while, you won't even think about it. Like, oh, okay, the draw is coming. Bullshit's not coming. The draw is coming. Like, if you know you're in that situation, but as always, they do have to be careful with it and not overdo it. But I, I feel like I can trust uh, Tony Khan as a booker right now. So, <laughs> yeah, like. I didn't. The only part about the draw that bothered me was the fact that, like I said, they didn't speed up their pace of action as as the clock uh, was losing time. Outside of that, I have no problem with anything they did. Yeah. Like draws are necessary, and like I don't really want you know a twelve minute Moxley Pac match to end with a finish. Like they shouldn't, you know, in this company they shouldn't be able to beat each other in twelve minutes. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I thought it was a great show, and I was energized the whole night, starting <laughs> from Private Party through to the draw and him dropping the uh, referee. Of course, there was the angle that came, that happened after the show where um, Pac comes in and, and beats on Moxley a little bit. Kenny comes out and saves him. Uh, Pac flees. Pac goes up the... Um, uh, ramp, but Hangman's waiting for him. Hangman actually gets loud Hangman chance, which is you know, Hangman's <laughs> had been struggling out here the last couple uh, shows, trying to work hard through it. But it looks like he actually got over. He challenged Pack and let him know, like, "Yo, full gear is on. Uh, you had to kick me in the dick before to beat me, and I pinned you last week, so I want my fade." And <laughs> so he's asking for it. So. um Nice little bit there, and you know, AW another awesome, awesome week of television. Yeah, like this is week. Uh, well, well, we'll get to it, but yeah, another great one. Like I probably would say this was. Some people are saying it's the best show. And I liked it. I, I, I was going to say agree. It, I, I think it's a tie. I think it's. It, I think it's a tie with the second episode. I think that episodes two and four were their two best episodes. Like I would give this show Crazy. an A plus. 
Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, yeah, like these were two of the best. These are like two of the very best TV shows I've seen all year. It's like that. Um, the uh, episodes two and four Dynamite, the opening round of the Cruiserweight Classic episode, or not Cruiserweight Classic, but uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, Classic, and that was 